This episode is sponsored by Politics and War, the online political strategy game where you get to create your own country and compete with thousands of other players diplomatically, militarily, and economically. Yes, Politics and War is a free-to-play with limited microtransactions to ensure that the game is fair and not pay-to-win. Play for free in your browser at politicsandwar.com or download the Politics and War app on the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Politics and War. Elrond pretty much became his father at that point, which is pretty sweet. Um, I wish... Or no, I like my dad. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's no half-elf, but... Yeah. Um, but he's a whole man. <laughs> that was funny, too. Sorry. <laughs> Exploring Middle-Earth is a Lord of the Rings lore podcast, where my friends and I talk all about Tolkien's works. My name is Zach Norman. I'm the resident Tolkien idiot of the podcast. Huge fan of the works. Love Lord of the Rings. Love the movies. Seen them tons of times. But when it comes to the books, I've read about a book and a half of it all. Uh, I'm Grant, and uh, you know what? I think I'm somewhat of a Tolkien expert, I guess, compared to these two chaps. Um, I've read pretty much all the books. There's a few I haven't read yet, but it's just kind of some of the more obscure um, uh, later writings. But I've read all of the novels at least and uh, watched all the movies, extended edition, of course. That's the only way to go. And uh, I apparently know a lot of lore, so that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name's Jay, and I'm in between Grant and Zach, uh, physically and metaphorically. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> or Tolkienilly. I don't know. I know I know more than Zach, but not as much as Grant. I've read most of the books, not as much as Grant. I've read the important ones so far. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Similarly. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, originally, I slept through the movies. I watched the first one. I have not Good watched job, it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I have not watched the second one yet. Um, second one, which is Two Towers, if you didn't know. It's a really good uh, one. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, uh, don't spoil it for me. I would never. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so, and that's just me. Just me. <laughs> oh, that's just me. So, oh, wait, I got a question, Grant. Wait, uh, what's your question? last episode you claimed to be a Tolkien expert, and now you said you're somewhat of a Tolkien expert. What happened in the past Is your confidence wavering? Uh, head injury. Head injury. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. just head injuries aside, Jay and Grant have been dragging me I got, along. I got dwarfed. <laughs> what? Dwarfed. Not, nobody's going to know what that means. <laughs> and you never will. It's just funny. <laughs> anyway, um, Jay and Grant have been dragging me along on a quest to discover more of J.R.R. Tolkien's vast legendarium as we explore Middle-earth piece by piece. Today's topic is the heir of Isildur himself, Aragorn. Strider, Mr. Strider. Strider. <laughs> Mr. Strider. What were they going to call him? Trotter. I say they. What? What, Tolkien was oh. originally going to call him Trotter. But it, oh, yeah. it didn't have it didn't have quite the But ring. he's not He's not a horse. Trotty boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, why Grant, what are you going to talk? About? Grant's going to start <laughs> okay. us off. What are you going to talk about, Mr. Uh, Grant? I'll start <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's very very nice of you. Yes. Very respectful. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach just took a drink of strawberry milk and Grant thinks it's hilarious. Grant, what is funny about strawberry milk? 
<laughs> it wasn't that funny. It was just oh, the remnants that left you, on his you, lips. You had a little bit <laughs> like that. left on your lips. Yeah. And I just thought it was hilarious. Grant, this is a PG <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we'll have okay. none of that. Okay, <laughs> man. If you guys could have oh. seen that, <laughs> I will turn my uh. camera off for future milk drinkings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Future milkings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's well, let's stop milking this podcast and let's get into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. What was that? <laughs> Just go, Grant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about uh, Aragorn's early life, what he was doing before uh, the War of the Ring, and before we knew him, before we see him in Bree. Uh, where Frodo and Sam and Mary and, yeah, well, you're and, everyone, my and everyone and everyone and everyone. What the heck, Grant? Where they all meet him, anyways. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, Aragorn um, was the son of the chieftain of the Dúnedain, and Dúnedain are the men of the West who um, are descendants of uh, the Numenorians. And um, so, yeah, so he was the son of the uh, chieftain Arathorn II, and um, he was born in the Third Age, 2,931, which is, fun fact, 10 years before Thorin and Bilbo's quest to Erebor to defeat Smaug and uh, reclaim the kingdom. Um, so a little something about the movies, too. I think Peter Jackson was wanting to uh, put Aragorn in the Hobbit movies, but it doesn't make sense because he w- was only 10 years old at the time. <laughs> And they wanted him as, like, a fully-fledged, like, ranger, which didn't, yeah. Ten-year-old ranger boy? The the two series? Yeah, just to connect the, just to, like, older, like, casual fans who've watched The Lord of the Rings, just to kind of connect it with that, but Mm. it didn't make any sense. I feel like Bilbo does that. Yeah, but, yeah, I know, and Elrond and Gandalf. Yeah, and Legolas, who's in that one, but not not the books, (laughs) kids, not the books. Don't get us started on that (laughs) one. Anyway, so... uh, Aragorn was born in the Third Age, 2931, like I said, 10 years before the quest to Erebor. Um, His grandmother was named Ivorwen, and she spoke with foresight that Aragorn would one day wear a green stone upon his breast. And that was kind of the whole, like, that was where he got his name, Elisar, later on. That was his name as a king. That kind of sounds like just a wild guess. That's something that you could probably like easily guess. <laughs> yeah. Like he wore a necklace. Um, I'm guessing that <laughs> Jay will one day wear a ring. A just ring. for fun. <laughs> like a round one or like a square one? A square one. Oh, okay. So we'll, you, we'll see what happens. I'll get you one for Christmas. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, what if she? What if she got him the? Oh, <laughs> if she got him the green stone. It's a birthday present. <laughs> You'll wear a green stone. By the way, here's the green stone. <laughs> But yeah, so the, but there was also um, a legend that said that Gandalf, when he came over from the west from Amman, he um, brought over a green stone crafted by the elves, and he gave it to Galadriel, and she said to Gandalf that she would give it away to someone else, and he would name himself Elisar, which meant elf stone. So there was like kind of like a whole prophecy behind that. Wow. When he was two years old, Aragorn's father was killed by orc arrows, pierced through the eye. Oh, no. Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) I was going to say something like that. That's a shortly bad Um, place to get an arrow. Yeah. Uh, So Aragorn was then uh, taken to Rivendell to be fostered by Elrond. And so pretty much he knew, I mean, he was two years old when his dad died, so he didn't really know his dad very well. And then so he pretty much, Elrond pretty much became his father at that point, which is pretty sweet. Um... (laughs) I wish 
Or no, I like my dad. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's no half elf, but yeah. Um, but he's a whole man. Yeah. So he ended up living in Rivendell at the age of two. <laughs> um, uh, okay. That was funny, Jay. Sorry. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so in Rivendell, that's where the um, all the half elves, or at least Elrond and his sons, but um. Uh, all the, like the Noldoran elves and all that sort of stuff, and a lot of the chieftains of the Dúnedain lived in Rivendell as well when uh, the kingdom of Arnor fell earlier in the Third Age, and that's just kind of where they took refuge, and that's where a lot of the heirlooms of his ancestors uh, were hiding as well, away from all the bad guys who wanted them, <laughs> for whatever reason, because they're valuable pretty much. It's a good place to hide. Yeah. Away so, from all the bad guys. Um, a few of these were the uh, scepter of uh, Anuminas, which was. Anuminas was the uh, capital city of Arnor, which was the North Kingdom. And uh, so there was the scepter. There was the Ring of Bar here, which we talked about, I think, with um, Baron and Luthien. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, Barahir was Baron's father, and that was a ring given to him by King Finrod Felagund of Nargothrond. Oh, wait, and, uh... <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Door closed. Podcast resumed. Grant, can you say that name again? It sounds, it sounds funny just when you say it all. Nargothrond? No, like the whole title. <laughs> Wait, what was the whole title? King Fin... Oh, King King Finrod Felagund of Nargothrond. <laughs> yeah! That's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Funny stuff. And then he also had the uh, the shards of his uh, ancestor's sword, Narsil, which was Elendil's sword, the father of Isildur. And as we know, as Zach said, it is Isildur's hair is Aragorn. So. It's not spooky. Crazy I don't know why stuff. I did the Wu thing. Yeah, yeah we, we promised them last episode this would not be spooky. Yeah, so I'm so don't. sorry to the listeners. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and because of his lineage, he was descended from Isildur. Uh, he, the wise, which would be Gandalf, Saruman, Elrond, Galadriel, those type of people... <laughs> they decided to hide his identity because they figured that Sauron would one day probably come for him. Being the heir of Isildur, he was the holder of the shards of Narsil, and Narsil was the sword that cut uh, the ring from Sauron's finger. Um, so they decided to hide him in Rivendell, changed his name to Estelle, which meant hope in the Elvish language. And um, during his life in Rivendell, he often accompanied Elrond's twin sons, Eladon and Elro here, which I wish... They included them in the movie because they're just really cool. <laughs> but twins are hard to find. You got to give them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> twins are hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find one person, let alone two. <laughs> <laughs> they should have cast the guys who played um, Fred George Weasley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just imagine them as elves. Yeah. <laughs> or Zach and Cody. Or Zach and Cody. Huh? I was, weren't they like little kids at the time of the movies that they were made? Oh, yeah, I guess they would have been. <laughs> They're a little CGI. Yeah, Aging just up. CGI. Um, yeah, so uh, Aragorn uh, went with Elrond's twin sons on their journey, so that's he got a lot of experience from them, uh, at least like hunting orcs and kind of guarding the borders of the Shire, and he went to Lothlorien with them, which is... Uh, Lothlorien is actually the... Um, that's the home of Galadriel and Celeborn. And I don't know... I think we might have talked about this briefly, but Galadriel and Celeborn are the parents of Celebrion, and Elrond married Celebrion, so Arwen 
which is the daughter of Elrond, mm-hmm. is the granddaughter of Galadriel. So, wow. yeah. I think we mentioned that. I think, but it's, yeah, it's I was going to say. To get a refresher. Yeah, I was going to say, I th- thought I mentioned that before. Yeah. Anyways, um, so when Estelle, or Aragorn, was 21, Elrond revealed to him his true name and identity, which was Aragorn, and gave to him the Ring of Barahir and the Shards of Narsil, the sword. And But he withheld uh, the Scepter of Anuminas because Elrond didn't deem it necessary because he wasn't king at all. So mm-hmm. he told him once he was king of both Arnor and Gondor, then he would get the Scepter. But um, once he, uh, when he was 21 and he received these items uh, and he learned who he was, you know, the, the chieftain of the Dúnedain and he was kind of like the last hope of the West, yeah. he became, he was, he became uh, extremely hopeful and he went into the woods around Rivendell and he began uh, singing and he's, <laughs> as, as one does, um, <laughs> and he sang of the tale of Baron and Luthien. And at the time, Arwen was uh, with her grandmother-in-law, Florian, Galadriel, and she was with her mother for a while, and so Aragorn had never seen Arwen before, and she had returned that day when Aragorn was singing in the woods of Baron and Luthien, and Aragorn saw her for the first time and thought she was Luthien because in his mind she was the most beautiful elf that he ever had ever seen, and he fell in love instantly. Wow. Aww. That is just beautiful. Well, so, I was I was just reading that section today in the appendix, yeah, or appendices or whatever. I don't ever know which one to say, but it's in the <laughs> appendix, <laughs> appendices A. Um, and uh, he's singing the song and he sees her and she, he says, "You look just like Luthien," and she says, "Yeah, I get that all the time." Pretty much, that's not <laughs> verbatim, but she pretty much says, "I get that." I get, people say that all the time, and you know, she just has the confidence that I want. This is, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up something because I just remembered something. I didn't add it to my notes. Okay. I want, um, I want a, so excuse a me. modern you know what? retelling. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, want, I want to hear what your modern retelling is. I was just going to say, I, I, I want a modern retelling of um, Lord of the Rings, like they made that modern retelling of Shakespeare. And it's just stuff like, yeah, I get that all the time. And just like modern yeah. Lego. This is what it says, or uh, what this is right after uh, Aragorn sees her and he's singing. He said, um, "Who are you?" Uh, or she said, "Who are you?" And why do you call me by that name? She, he was saying Tenuviel, which is if you watched or listened to the thing, you'd know. And it says he answered, "Because I believed you to <laughs> indeed, or to be indeed Luthien Tenuviel, of whom I was singing." And then he says a little something else, whatever. And she she goes, "So many have said." She answered gravely, "Dang." And um, she really did much go. Like, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I just looked up uh, Luthien. She kind of had like a secondary name, and it was Luthien Tenuviel, yeah, like yeah. Jay said. And Tenuviel means nightingale, and uh, and she was also called like the daughter of twilight, which is kind of what nightingale also meant even though that was a bird, but anyways. <laughs> and uh, Arwen, her secondary name, which uh, she was named by Aragorn, this name was Undomiel, and that means uh, evening star or daughter of twilight. And so they have very similar names. Um, so I think that's why Aragorn obviously picked that name for her, because he thought yeah. she was Luthien. He was just obsessed with that story. Dang, girl. <laughs> yeah. You're just like this old person I know. <laughs> Dude, you're dead. like Stacy's mom. Isn't he related to... Um, 
Luthien. Yeah, they're both related to Luthien. He's like, you, you look just like my super great-grandmother. <laughs> yeah, except Arwen is more directly related to Luthien. I think that's her, like, great-great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then Aragorn, that's, like, a lot of people in between. Yeah. So they're not, like, super related, but... Yeah, you know how it is. You know how it is. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's kind of that's all about the early life of uh, Aragorn and just kind of what he was doing and you know yeah. chilling in Rivendell. But you know what? Or is that all for your section? No, yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up where Grant left it off. I'm gonna move the mic here for a second. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna start off with his life as a ranger. Um, Grant, why don't you remind us what he changed his name to? Kind of sounded like Adele. I can't remember what the name. Estelle. Estelle. Yeah. Oh, so his he was going by Estelle, and um, he took up the name Aragorn when he left his parents and went into the wild, which the wild is uh, an untamed, dangerous region of Middle Earth. It's not like there's not like a specific uh, bordered area where it is. Just it's just the wild, you know. So he went in there to live his life, and um, in the Third Age, twenty nine fifty six, he met Gandalf the Grey. You all know who Gandalf is. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, you already know, man. Gandalf the Grey. <laughs> you already um, know who. And if you is. don't know, <laughs> yeah. we did a whole episode on the Astari. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? Our second episode. That's right. Astari party. Yeah. So uh, he met Gandalf the Grey, and they became fast friends because they were just buds, and they liked each other. I mean, who wouldn't be good friends with Gandalf? So true. Or Aragorn either. Um, but just in their conversations, Gandalf told him about the Shire which uh, got Aragorn interested in the Shire. So he would go there, and uh, that's where he got his... Or when he was in the Shire, he got his nickname, Strider, um, because that's what the hobbits call him in that region, or in the Shire region. So uh, he was interested in the Shire, but uh, he had no clue about the Baggins or anything or the ring like that at this point in time. So from... There's a, or there's a whole section of time uh, where he helped... Um, the West against their fight with uh, Sauron, and that was from Third Age 2957 to 2980. And uh, to put that into context, let me find it. I have it tabbed in my book. Ooh. So, uh, book tabs. So uh, that's from 2957 to 2980, and in between that, 2968 was when Frodo was born. So um, uh, Bilbo's alive. And all that's happening, but Frodo is just a little baby boy um, when all this is happening. So, uh, Aragorn first served King Thangol of Rohan, um, or Rohan, Rohan, Rohan. What do you want to say? Whatever I want. <laughs> I want to say neither, so I'm done saying that. <laughs> okay. So, he first served the king of what I just said. Uh, <laughs> and then and then he went on to uh, serve the steward, Exilion, right? Exilion. Yeah. The second, not the first, the second. Of Gondor, because uh, he needed help guarding his realm from Mordor, because uh, uh, Mordor's not a good place. You don't you don't want that around. But he did not reveal his true identity throughout this time. So uh, in Gondor, they called him Thoringil, uh, which in Sindarin means Eagle of the Star. So that's what he was known as. They didn't know him as uh, Strider or Aragorn or anything. He was just playing it cool. And um, some believe that there was a rivalry between him and the steward's son, Denethor. Um, and that's because he probably knew his identity as the heir of Isildur, because not everybody else knew that, as I just said. Uh, <laughs> and he suspect, he sus- or Denethor suspected that 
Aragorn and uh, Gandalf were working to replace Denethor with Aragorn. Um, but he only saw himself as a servant to the steward, and uh, he didn't. He wasn't going for Denethor's spot. Um, and Denethor did not like Gandalf, uh, so that's why he had a hard time trusting him, because he was also friends with Gandalf. But um, Aragorn was a good advisor to the steward, and he led an, an attack against Umbar, um, Umbar, sorry, at the night, and then the night he burned many ships, and, uh, he killed the captain of the Haven with only a few casualties, so that was a big deal, because, um, he, it was, uh, Aragorn's idea to do the attack, and he succeeded in it, and it worked out really well, so, uh, when he, they, when they were expecting him back, he was going to, uh, get a lot of praise and celebration, and get a lot of rewards for what he did, but you know the great guy he is. Instead of going back to all that, he decided to leave, and he left and crossed the Anduin, and uh, was last seen staring at the Mountain of Shadow. So I'm going to quick read a section uh, from uh, the appendix. Uh, I think it's it's uh, a appendix A, and this is uh, when this is after the battle when they all think he's returning home, uh, but he's not. And it says, <laughs> "Hey, I'm just, I'm just telling you the facts, guys." You see, okay, it says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." You have to do a voice if you're doing a reading. Oh, I, f- I forgot. Okay, do a voice. Do a voice. Sorry, I wasn't. I didn't come prepared, guys. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> he sent a message of farewell to Exilion, saying, "Other tasks now call me, Lord." And much time and many perils must pass ere I come again to Gondor, if that be my fate. Though none can guess what those tasks might be, nor what summons he had received, it was known whether he went. For he took a boat, and crossed over the Anduin, and there said farewell to his companions, and went on alone. And when he was last seen, his face was towards the Mountains of Shadow. So he does not go back to, uh to get his all his praise and everything because he has a little something else he has to do and nobody really knows what it is but um so he goes and does this thing and in 20 in third age 2980 is when aragorn meets arwen and falls in love like grant talked about um and uh grant mentioned the story of baron and luthien in there but uh aragorn's um his uh his uh story or his relationship with Arwen is similar to the one of Baron and Luthien, because uh, Elrond Arwen's father had some conditions that um. Uh, Aragorn had to meet before he uh, could marry her. So I'm gonna quick read that. This one's gonna be shorter. Do a voice. Do, Do a, a voice. voice. Do okay. a voice. Okay, so this is uh Elrond talking to Aragorn, telling him what he has to do to get married to his daughter. You know, um, he says uh. She shall not, or maybe I should do, I don't know his voice. I can't remember his voice. <laughs> she shall not, <laughs> she shall not be the bride of any man less, the, less than the king of both Gondor and Arnor. To me then, even our victory uh, can bring only sorrow and parting, but to you hope of joy for a while. Alas, my son, I fear that Arwen, the doom of men, may seem hard at the ending. So uh, um, Elrond is pretty much like, hey, you gotta be the king of uh, uh, what was it? I already forgot. What the heck? G- Gondor and Arnor. <laughs> Sorry. I closed the book and I just forget everything that's in it. <laughs> that's to... why Jay is in between Zach and I. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
token. Yeah, yeah, cause I I read the stuff, but once the book's closed, I have I have no clue what happens. <laughs> um, but so he so uh, Aragorn compares uh the tasks he has to do to the task of uh Baron having to get the Silmaril to marry Luthien, and you can just tell that uh, uh the story of Baron and Luthien is a big deal to Aragorn, cause like Grant said, he was singing it when he saw um. Arwen and he compares his relationship with her to Baron Luthien and then in um the Fellowship of the Ring when they're on Weathertop he sings the uh song of Baron and Luthien so he's just like obs- he's obsessed you could say he's <laughs> yeah. obsessed he's a fanboy yes but also in that same year 2980 uh this is the year that Gollum was captured in Mordor Ooh. which is a big deal because that's going to be a big part of this second part the hunt for Gollum so uh, as you might know, it's mentioned a little in the movies, and it's mentioned in the books that um, uh, Aragorn or Gandalf sent Aragorn on a task to find Gollum and capture him, so they could uh, get information from Gollum. So, um, twenty-one years later, in Third Age, three thousand and one, Aragorn started to help Gandalf in his search for Gollum. Because this is when Gandalf suspected the ring that Bilbo found to be the one, and he wanted to get more information about it, so he's like, maybe I'll go right to the source and ask Gollum. But they didn't know that Gollum was in Mordor. Um, so, but in two or in Third Age 3007, uh, Aragorn briefly returned to Eriador, where he visited his mother for the last time, and then she died before that year's spring. So... Dang. He just said, that's sad, man, but he's just like, one last farewell to my mom, mom, mommy, my mommy. <laughs> so a year after, <laughs> a year after, like that? I don't know, man, that's just how he probably says it. You know, he is, he is a real sap because he sings, because like we just said, he was singing about Baron Luthien and he's, you know, I just feel like he seems like a tough guy, but deep down inside, he's a real sap and he's a, a real softy. lover. Yeah. Deep yeah. down inside, he's a lover, not a fighter, but he has to put it on to, uh, impress people because he has all these titles he has to live up to but that's not something we're going to get into now because i just came up with it and i (laughs) that's the as deep as i can go um okay so a year after that uh in third age 3008 he uh goes back out and helps gandalf on a search for Gollum, and so they uh aragorn searched the vowels of anduin mirkwood and revo what is that revohin revohin rovanian rovanian Yes, I've heard of that. I don't know why I didn't know how to pronounce it. And he even searched the confines of Mordor, which is a spooky place to be, as you probably already know, because you've probably seen the movies and read the books, or just read the books, or just seen or the movies. Or none of them. Yeah, or none you, of them. You, it's, like, it's possible you don't know that Mordor is a horrible, spooky place. Yeah, my cousin listening to this hasn't read the books or watched the movies, but she listens to every episode, so she didn't know that Mordor is bad. But Shout now you out. know. Shout out to my cousin. I don't know if she wants us to say her name, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, but like I said, they didn't know that uh, Gollum was in Mordor. 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 <laughs> in Mordor. Gollum in Mordor. Mordor. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so after eight years of that, after eight years of searching, um, Third Age, uh, 3017, Gollum was released from Mordor. He had been there for 37 years. That's a long Dang. time. Um, especially to be in Mordor. Oof. Um, and Aragorn tracked him down and overtook him in the dead marshes and, um, in, uh, the movies, um, in the two towers movie and the book two towers is when they go to the dead marshes where, uh, Sam, Samwise and Frodo and 
Gollum are all wa or walking through that swampy area, and you can see the faces of all the dead people. Or the people who died in the battle. I forgot the name of the battle. Do you remember the name of the battle? Yeah. Do you want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say it, Grant? Come on. Yeah, it was the Battle of Dagorlad. Ba battle of Dagorlag. Isn't Dagorlag Bragolak? Is it, or is that a different one? No. Is that the same one? Well, Dagorlad means battle plain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's... It was in that battle. There's... that's. I just I think that's a super interesting thing about their whole battle thing or whatever. You know it is. Pretty neat. Um, <laughs> but that's... So, he takes him... He overtakes him in the Dead Marshes. So, Aragorn captures him. He's like, you're mine now. Or whatever. You know how he is. Um, he would say that. And he travels with... Yeah, so he travels through Middle Earth with Gollum, hiding from Sauron's spies, and he makes it all the way to Mirkwood from uh, the Dead Marshes. And there he leaves Gollum in the captivity <laughs> captivity <laughs> of Than Thanduil, uh, King Thranduil. Thranduil. I also knew that name, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. Okay, he left Gollum in the captivity of Thandru Thranduil, uh, the King of Mirkwood. Uh, he's an elvish man, an elvish chap. Um <laughs> And so he left him there, and then he went and met with Gandalf in Sarnford, which is a ford in the southern borders of the Shire. Because, you know, Gandalf was in the Shire. Because um, there was some important business going on in the Shire. And um, that's where he learned, that's where Gandalf told uh, Aragorn about Frodo and him planning to leave with the ring. So then Aragorn takes off on his own journey because he's like, you know what, I got stuff to do. Because he's just mysterious and everything. Um... So this is uh, where, um, or some time passes, and the hobbits all leave, the four hobbits leave, um, and they show up at Bree, and um, uh, a little bit before that, Aragorn uh, learned from some elves that Black Riders have been seen. Uh, you know what Black Riders are from the last episode, the spooky Ooh. episode? Okay, don't get into it, dude. Oh, I'm yeah, it's too, too spooky. Uh, but Aragorn learns that there's Black Riders about... And um, he also learns that Gandalf has been missing, uh, and there's no messages from Gandalf. So he's like, I gotta figure out something to do because this is not looking good. So Aragorn and his rangers kept watch over the border of the Shire in the East Road, uh, waiting for Frodo. Um, but there was no news of them leaving uh, Buckland. Um, and uh, so he was like, I don't know what the heck to do. So he goes to Bree and he sits in the corner of. Um, what is it, the Prancing Pony? Yeah. Yeah, he sits in the corner of the Prancing Pony, just does his thing, and the hobbits show up under uh, fake names. Uh, wait, Zach, do you remember what the names are, that, or, or what the name Frodo goes as? He goes by Underhill. Yup, Underhill. Whoa. Ooh, um, I remember that. Under where? Under, under the hill, of course. Under, you just said Underhill, or where? <laughs> you said Underwear. <laughs> you said Underwear. <laughs> You just said it. Ah! <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so he meets the uh, hobbits there. You guys know all that goes. If you've seen the movie, um, if you're my cousin, I'll explain it to you. Uh, <laughs> they go in there, and uh, the, it gets found out that who Frodo actually is. He's not Underhill, and he falls, and the ring falls on his fingers, or only one of his fingers, <laughs> and he. Uh, uh, becomes invisible and that's how Aragorn is like yep that's him I know it because he's not he's invisible so uh, Aragorn hides the hobbits you know how that goes because he hides him in the other room and there's that scary scene in the movie where you think they're going to get stabbed oh, in the don't, beds, don't get too, don't get and too then scary with it Okay, <laughs> but it's no they're not actually in the beds that's oh. not them it's like hay sacks and stuff in the bed and green I was so worried um, 
Yeah, so Aragorn then started to lead the hobbits to Rivendell. Because he's like, we gotta get to Rivendell. Because he knows what he's doing. Um, so Aragorn's plan uh, to reach Rivendell was to first head towards Arshet and uh, bear right towards Weathertop. Uh, which uh, Weathertop um, is where uh, Frodo gets attacked. Or the hobbits get attacked, but Frodo gets stabbed by the Black Rider side. I mean, that's a big part of the story. I can't. I can't not mention that because it's a big part of the story, but it is spooky. But he gets stabbed. That's where he gets stabbed. So uh, once they get to Rivendell, uh, the Council of Elrond is held, um, and that's in the movie. You see that? That's where that meme comes from. Of one does not. Uh, I can't remember. One does not walk. <laughs> one does not one simply, does not simply walk, walk, walk in, in the Mordor. Yeah, that thing. Um, that meme. That's where that comes from. You know, you probably knew that, but I just told you again. Um. So that's where the Council of Elrond was held, and that's where the Fellowship was formed. Um, so Aragorn, obviously, is part of the Fellowship. So he sets off with the Fellowship. And he's not the leader. Uh, Gandalf is the leader. But um, uh, before they left, um, in preparation for the travels, um, the ancient shards of Narsil, the heirloom of, the hou- of his house, uh, was reforged after three millennia. Um, and Aragorn carried that sword, reforged, um, and renamed it Andruil. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Andruil? Flame of the West. Yeah, Flame of the West. That is the best. Yeah. Yeah, so he carries that because it's a big deal to him. And if I'm right, uh, I hope I, I hope I am. Hopefully. In the movie when um, Aragorn is sitting there and then I think it's, is that Denethor? Or no, Boromir. Boromir goes up and looks at the... Uh, uh, broken sword and he oh, cuts his finger on it. Yeah. Is that the same sword? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the same sword. So, um, uh, when they, uh, took off, Aragorn's plan was originally just to travel with the company for a while before returning to Gondor with Boromir. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, and they ended up in the Mines of Moria, uh, where Gandalf the Grey fought a Belrog and died. Dang, And bro. from there, Aragorn took over as uh the leader of the uh the fellowship and uh after the ad breaks Zach's, Zach's gonna take over as the host of this podcast sure am so will you see <laughs> we'll see you guys at he's just like Aragorn and I, Grant and I are like Gandalf because we're dying yeah <laughs> and Zach's gonna take over after this ad break <laughs> Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Welcome back, everybody, from that ad break. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure it was for a wonderful product or service. Um, <laughs> but it was for it was for as far as social media accounts. <laughs> Dang it! That's neither a product or service. It's a service, kind of. Uh, they get entertainment. They don't pay for it though. All right. Well, our ads are pre rolls right now, so yeah. the only ad that we have in between is just our our Instagram. Well, email. come on, Zach. Thank you for subscribing to our accounts. Um, and now that we're all settled in from the ad break, let's continue um, with uh, the part where Aragorn takes the lead. Um, 
because my that's part my favorite part. It's, it's in fact my favorite part. As I don't know that I don't know the rest of that song. <laughs> as um, Gandalf has just fallen, Aragorn it falls upon him to take leadership of the company, and they come into the Lothlorien woods, and Aragorn demonstrates his deep connections with the people of Lothlorien, and his friendship with Celeborn and Galadriel. Um, and as they depart, um, they get some gifts, and among those gifts, uh, Galadriel offers Aragorn the Elisar, which you guys might have remembered from what Grant said how important that is to Aragorn. Uh, obviously, it's the Elfstone. It, was, it acted as a, a kind of portentous wedding gift from the family of bride to groom. For telling his marriage to Arwen. I never got anything like that. Um, Gotta get married again, I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, Aragorn wore the uh, Elisar ever after, and, and that's kind of where his uh, name, King Elisar, comes from. Sorry to spoil that. Oh, uh, Zach. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, as the company continued on, and eventually they came upon the falls of Rauros. Is that, am I saying yep. Rauros? You got right? it. Okay. Rauros. Just had to make sure. <laughs> Rauros. <laughs> Rauros. It's a bad right. place. The falls of Rauros. It would be a bad place, um, based on kind of what goes on, because Aragorn, um, Aragorn, kind of demonstrating his willingness to his duty. Um, it's not well, funny, Grant. Deferred, don't laugh at duty. He deferred to Frodo um, for the kind of final decision on where next would they go. Because obviously he wanted to go to Minas Tirith with Boromir, but he uh, chose his duty to the ring bearer first. But uh, things didn't quite go as planned, and some good old Urukai um, ambushed them. And uh, a fellow named Boromir um, bit the dust as it were, kicked the bucket, ate um, it. Wait, if I'm right, that's your favorite character, Grant, right? Or do you just like him a lot? Boromir? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, not my favorite, but... Okay, I, like I thought, I remember you saying one time you, you like, he was like, you liked him a lot. I would say probably Farmer is my favorite. Farmer? I like Maggot. Boromir. <laughs> Farmer Maggot. Farmer Maggot. Farmer Maggot. Farmer My favorite's Far or Near. Far or Near. <laughs> My favorite's Aragorn, because he doesn't get stuck with a bunch of arrows and die. Hey. What the heck? Yeah, what could I say? I don't I, know what I my choose, favorite I choose is. the team of winners. Your, well, Zach, your favorite, character, your favorite character in Lord of the Rings is what every single person plays as in Skyrim. What? It's just like a stealthy, like, ranger-type person that shoots arrows. And also fights with swords, uh, little daggers. I actually, I never, I don't ever oh, do that. Oh, I, are, I hate oh, really? In Skyrim. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. All right, I don't know oh. where this hostility is coming from, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking about what happens to Aragorn, okay? Yeah, sorry, I'm just, this I'm just projecting my Skyrim experiences on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. A lot of people play sneaky archers. But... Aragorn is less of a sneaky archer and more of an epic ranger. And um, <laughs> after Boromir's death and Frodo kind of escaping him uh, with Sam to go off and fulfill their destiny, um, Aragorn uh, kind of sticks with Legolas and Gimli 
um, who are kind of all that's left. Uh, because Merry and Pippin kind of got taken away by some Urukai, so they resolved to go get them, go try and save them. So, and they kind of formed this group, and uh, it would later be called the Three Hunters. And that's kind of a dumb give... name if you think about it. <laughs> the Three Hunters. Yeah, I mean, because what are they hunting? Uh, their friends. They're hunting. So you know. Yeah, but yeah. I guess you could say they're hunting the Urukai who well, cause, like captured them. But yeah, there's like cool yeah. names, and then there's just three hunters. But you know what? It's not my three hunters. Sounds like the name of an inn. Yeah, but or... I call it. <laughs> huh? Oh, what? Grant! Oh, Grant's got dibs on it. That's sorry, I had to translate that uh, for you guys. Called dibs on it. He got dibs. Grant got dibs. I didn't quite get that, but thanks. <laughs> no, but uh, so the three hunters uh, inn and tavern. They they gave great chase uh, across Middle Earth in rescue of the hobbits, um, and Aragorn kind of led them on that whole thing, and in the fields of Rohan, uh, that is where Aragorn met Eomer, who was of course the adopted son of King Theoden, and they became fast friends, kind of feeling each other's honesty and lordliness. And anything um, else? Eom- feeling anything else? Because they're. Fast I'll leave friends. that to the imagination <laughs> of the listener. Okay. Um, but they were they were buds. Aemir took a bit of a personal risk and gave Aragorn some horses, um, on the promise that he would return to Edoras. Um, and uh, they were pretty useful horses. Uh, Aragorn continued uh, with the three hunters, of course, to follow the tracks of the hobbits, and it led them into the Fanghorn Forest where he came upon the returned Gandalf the White. Um, you guys might know a little bit about Gandalf the White. Uh, a little different from Gandalf the Grey, but uh, yeah. if you don't, go ahead and go check out that Istari Party episode of this podcast. Episode 2. Episode 2. <laughs> episode 2, what it do? Um, what it do? <laughs> after the events where King Theoden is restored, um, Aragorn rode with him to Helm's Deep. Uh, to fight in the Battle of the Hornburg, otherwise known as the Battle of Helm's Deep, um, which some of you might also know as one of the best um, battles in movie history, um, as it's seen in the Two Towers. It's awesome. Love that whole sequence. Um, and there, alongside his newfound brother-in-arms, Aemir and King Theoden, uh, they defended against the army of Saruman, which attacked the fortress of Helm's Deep. Um, and he demonstrated a kind of majesty upon the battlements, which uh, caused even some wild men to pause and shudder. And he heralded the return of Gandalf with the forces of Urkenbrand, who kind of came to save the day. Um, Gandalf presented Aragorn with Saruman's Palantir, the Orthanc Stone, um, and kind of hinted that Aragorn who was its kind of rightful master, would probably have use for it soon. Um, And after Gandalf and Pippin departed from Minas Tirith, Aragorn rode for a little while longer with Theoden, and they met up with some buds. Uh, They met Halbarad of the north, a ranger of Eriador, Eladin and Elrohir, the twin sons of Elrond, and a company of rangers. Uh, The twins came with a message from Elrond, which said, and I'll do a voice for this brief little good little message. Good. <clears throat> the days are short. If thou art in haste, remember the paths of the dead. 
That was good. Mm, Thank I like you. that. Halberad bore a gift from Lady Arwen, the standard of Elendil. And uh, with those kind of um, tidings, Aragorn knew the path before him. So, um, not long later, uh, Aragorn took his new companions and rangers and set out for Dunharo, a hidden refuge of the Rohirrim. He was determined to take the paths of the dead and summon the dead men, the cursed shades of oath-breaking men who refused to join the last alliance. In Dunharo, he met Lady Eowyn, sister of Eomir, who had fallen in love with him. And after giving her a pretty stiff rejection, um, <laughs> he turned towards the evil road um, with the dawn. And the Grey Company, uh, led by Aragorn with Legolas and Gimli, marched through the dark door and the Dwemerberg, is that right? Is that right? Dwemerberg? Yeah, Dwemerberg. Yep. Yes. Uh, coming finally yes. to the stone of. Is it Eric? That's yeah, kind of lame when you say it out loud, but the stone of Eric. Um, the stone of Eric yeah, is kind of cool. Like it's name, this... but... No, no. E R E C H. Um, it's pretty cool. It's this six foot diameter, smooth black globe. Isildur took it with him and set it upon the hill of Eric, making the local hill tribes swear an oath of loyalty on it. And it was there that the King of the Dead swore an oath of allegiance to Isildur at the time of the Last Alliance, and it was there that the Oathbreakers were cursed to haunt until they made good on their promise. And it was also there that Aragorn summoned them finally to come to his aid. And so they drew their swords and blew their horns in answer and swept down upon the Corsairs of Umbar at Pelargir and drove them away. Aragorn released them and took the black ships north Yay! to Minas Tirith, where the Battle of Pelennor Fields raged. Um, he raised the standard of Elendil and broke forth, dealing a fatal blow to the army of Gothmog, and so the army of Sauron crumbled utterly. Aragorn, kind of furling his banner, appointed Imrahil, brother of Denethor, as temporary lord of the city, as was demanded by law. And eventually, Aragorn came to the Houses of Healing, where he tended and restored Mary, Eowyn, and Faramir, in accordance of the prophecy, which I will read in a, in a voice again. <clears throat> the hands of the king are the hands of a healer, and so shall the rightful king be known. Um, and so, obviously, had to live up to that. So he was like, well, I guess I'll have the hands of a healer, I guess. Um, well, like so we know, he was kind. He kind of had to live up to that, you know, all of his titles. But he was, he was a, he was a, he was a good yeah, guy. Yeah, soft spot. You know, this this series getting deeper yeah, and deeper. For sure. That's true. It, and I don't mean to imply <laughs> that he was He's a great dude. Um, but yeah, then good he guy. left the city, hooded and cloaked. Um, but the people of Minas Tirith followed him, for they had heard rumors. But when Imrahil's banner of Dol Amroth flew in the morning, they wondered if the return of the king had been but a dream. So Aragorn held the council with some trusted companions, Gandalf, Eomer, Imrahil, and Elrond's sons. Uh, Halbarad had fallen in battle, though. Um, and he agreed that they would draw forth the forces of Mordor for the benefit of the quest of the ring, and arranged for the battle of the Morannon 
the last major battle against Sauron at the Black Gate. And after the destruction of the Ring and the victory at Morannon, Aragorn returned at last in the triumphant manner that befitted his position, and he was crowned at the gates of Minas Tirith and won the hearts of Gondor and became king. And that is where I turn it over to our dear friend, Grant. Oh, I didn't know I was a dear friend. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Sweet. <laughs> I, I see him more as a human friend. Oh. <laughs> Yay. You know, good point. <laughs> good one. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, after the uh, downfall of Sauron and, you know, the end of the War of the Ring and the end of the Third Age, actually, uh, Aragorn became king. And, you know, his name... Uh, he took the name after the elf stone, the Elisar, and he became King Elisar Telkantar. And Telkantar was his house name, so like, you know, the house Telkantar. Telkantar was actually the Quenya name for Strider. So he actually took that into account when uh, naming himself as king because he thought that was very impactful, especially on the people of the Shire and in Bree. Um, so yeah, uh... He uh, became king of the reunited kingdom, which was Arnor and Gondor, north and south. And he ruled until his death in the fourth age, 120. He was old. He was an old, old man. Guy. But, I mean, you look at his lineage and he has, like, he has like some elven blood in him and he has some blood of the Maiar, so he, he definitely has what it requires to live longer than a normal man, so... Yeah. That's why he died much later. But yeah, he ruled until the fourth age, 120, so very well into it. That rules. That rules, dude. <laughs> that rules! Um, uh, just a few days after his coronation, uh, Gandalf took Aragorn to the slopes of Mount Mindoluin, which is uh, the mountain right above Minas Tirith, the big city. And uh, uh, he took him up to those slopes, and they there they found a sapling of the white tree, Nimloth. And there they brought it back to the city and he replanted the white tree of Gondor and that was kind of like a symbol that the the kingdoms were reunited once more and that uh all is well you know all's well as ends well there's yeah. something like that all's well that ends well you got it yeah. pretty much right thanks man yeah um and then uh Elrond came with his household uh, his his sons again and um his daughter Arwen Galadriel and Celeborn also arrived and um and uh, he gave to Aragorn, or King Elisar, as we should uh, call him now, uh, he gave to him the scepter of Anuminas, uh, signi signifying that he was now the king of Arnor, as well as Gondor, and that was pretty much his way of saying, now you can marry my daughter. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> now you can marry Arwen. <laughs> um, so uh, one of his first tests as king, after he married Arwen and he saw to that his friends were safe back in their own lands and all that one of his first tasks as king was the reordering and organizing of orthanc or isengard where saruman uh lived and uh the palantir that was brought from there that um aragorn used um he brought it back to that tower and they also discovered many secrets that saruman had hid uh one of these secrets was the elendilmir which was a star jewel like a it was kind of like a white jewel in the shape of a star, and it was surrounded by mithril, which is like the silver gold that the dwarves always talk about. And uh, it was worn by Isildur and Elendil as well, so that was kind of like a symbol of the North Kingdom, and so he took that and wore it as well. 
as the green stone, the yellow star. So he just—he was pretty much—he was pretty much just dripping at that he was, point. He was rolling in the dough. <laughs> yeah, he, he was iced that. up, man. He was iced up, <laughs> man. That's crazy. Yeah, man, that's uh, crazy. Just, it, it's iced up. <laughs> Isildur, more like Isildur's. I, oh, no. <laughs> dang, man. that's good. Um, Elisar, more like El- Elisar. Elisar. No. I don't know. That was okay. It's okay, hey, Grant. It's okay, man. Yeah. We're not here. Hey, they can't all be bangers, but it was a good effort, and that's what counts. Yeah. They can't all be bangers, but that one was somewhat banging, so I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that one was thumping. Wasn't quite banging. It was thumping. But it was, thumping, man. It was dwarfing. That, was Yo, that one. Dwarfing. That one kind of pounded. That one kind of pounded. That's two dwarfs in one episode. Dang. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, King Elisar made Faramir, the brother of Boromir, the steward and prince of Athelion. So he he uh, ended up living in Athelion, um, and he his wife was Eowyn, who Aragorn kindly rejected or coldly rejected. <laughs> oh, because okay. ice, ice, yeah, ice. Oh, oh. Was ice, up. ice. They were like, "Ooh, that was cold." He's like, "I know, man. Got I know, ice man. On me. Got Check out this on ring on me. <laughs> yeah, I got, got grills. <laughs> He's got grills. What? Yeah. So, um, he also established the Druidon Forest, which is in the northern parts of Gondor, right in. Uh, right to the south of Rohan. Um, he established Druidon Forest as sacred to the Druidine, who are the wild people, the Woses, um, that no man should enter it without their leave. So pretty much a while ago, the men of Rohan and some of the Gondorians would hunt the Woses, the wild men, and uh, and Whoops. no longer. <laughs> Dang, that's messed yeah. up, man, but King, that's good. Yeah, King Elisar pretty much forbade anyone to go in there without their leave because that was pretty much their only native homeland that they had left so um if you've ever read the books it's not it, they're never in the movies if you've ever read the books though you'll encounter the the druidine the woodwos and uh actually i think oh, in the shit. movies they show those like little statues like when mary and the rest of the rohirrim are traveling up that like cliffside to their camp and there's like those statues those are like pucal men is what they're called they were made in the image of the Druidine, the wild men. Puke? Ew. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Um, he, also, uh, <laughs> he also renewed the Oath of Kirion with King Eomer of Rohan, because Eomer obviously becomes king after, uh, spoiler Theoden dies in mm. the Battle of Pelennor Fields. What? Um, oh. Yeah, so he renews that uh, oath with them, basically saying that Rohan is their land to live in, to be kings of... And, uh, you know, just to do what they do. Literally just vibe. Yeah. And then, um, like, your land to vibe. Yeah. It? And then they will, uh, <laughs> come to each other's aid, uh, whenever they go into battle, if they call for it. And so they actually did. They, um, they called upon each other for aid, uh, both in the South and in the East. They were pretty much wrapping up what happened in the War of the Ring. They were killing a bunch of orcs. They were, uh, chasing after the Easterlings and all the very eggs of Khand and the Herodrim and basically just getting things under wraps basically just vibing yeah they were literally they were literally just, just vibing yeah um what doing? he also in the north he declared the shire a free land under the protection of arnor the northern kingdom and he strictly forbid men from entering it so even if only women yeah <laughs> yeah um so he uh, King Elisar himself actually followed this rule very strictly. Um, he would never go into the Shire, even though he was king and he could pretty much do what he wanted. But he actually 
if he wanted to like see any of his friends from the Shire, like Mary or Pippin or Sam, he would actually meet at the bridge over the Brandywine, and he would never enter the Shire. <laughs> Is Bree in the Shire? No. No. Okay. I was going to say that probably took a... The Prance and Pony probably took a big hit on customers if no men were allowed in. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, and then he also gave to the Shire um, lands to the west of them uh, up to the Tower Hills. Uh, so they got a significant boost in land and farming area. And uh, he also made uh, some of the masters of the Shire kind of like counselors to his kingdom. So this would be like the mayor of Mikkel Delving, uh, the Thane, the master of Buckland, those people. Um, which actually, fun fact, Sam becomes mayor, uh, Pippin becomes the Thane, and Mary becomes the master of Buckland. So they Sa- all become oh. advisors to the king. And Sam was <laughs> mayor Talk for about a long stacked time. Cast. Yeah, Sam, Sam was mayor for like... I, I guess almost until he was dead. Like, he was really old before he gave it up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Elisar and Arwen, they lived happily ever after. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet uh, <laughs> right when they died. But um, <laughs> they had uh, they had several daughters, and their eldest uh, child was a son, and his name was Eldarion. And uh, he became king after Elisar died in the Fourth Age 120. And so King Elisar was 210 years old when he finally died. And he actually willingly gave up his life. He didn't actually, like, just die of old age, like, naturally. He just said, okay, my time's pretty much up. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> He's so, just like, all right, all right, that's enough. Yeah, so he pretty much and just laid, he laid himself down on his own, like, grave site in the halls of the dead. And he, <laughs> he was like, all right, see ya, peace out. <laughs> wow. And then Arwen was just sitting there crying. <laughs> It's like, why did he have to lay down? Yeah. But uh, so Arwen is now mortal now that she chose uh, this fate to marry Aragorn and become mortal herself. Um, So that means she was pretty much, once her spouse had died, the reason that she became mortal, she was pretty much ready to die as well. And she actually, she lingered and mourned for her husband, Elisar, uh, but she eventually traveled to the lands of Lothlorien. And by that time, all of her, you know, her family, Galadriel and Celeborn, had left, and there were pretty much very few elves who lived in those woods. Uh, most of them had sailed west at that point, but um, she laid herself down on the very hill, Caterin Emroth, that her and Aragorn became betrothed, and she laid herself down and died. And the that's sad, dude. And the Nifredil. And the Eleanor, those the flowers of the elves, they never bloomed on that hill anymore after she died on that hill. Oh no. So that was very sad. But you know what? People gotta die, so Yeah. Good thing she that's died. That's also that's also <laughs> another thing that I didn't think of at first when I was talking about how the story relates with Baron and Luthien is also how she tur- how Luthien turned into a mortal and so did Erwin. Yeah. And they both died eventually, you know, out of yeah. with mortals. That's how it works with us too. I'm actually immortal until I got married. So, oh really? Yeah. Whoa. Now I'm gonna die. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. I didn't tell you guys that before. Oh, what the heck? Oh, that's, that's big, big news, Grant. That's big, big news. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now, now I'm gonna go into some boring stuff unless you really like etymology. Um, Aragorn. <laughs> the name Aragorn is a Sindarn uh, word, and it means revered king. Um, he was also called uh, Therangil, like Jay said, which meant Eagle of the Star. He was called Elisar, which meant Elfstone. 
We've talked about that a little bit. He was also called Envinyatar, which was a Quenya word meaning the renewer. And that was kind of the word when he was like, when he went to the houses of healing to heal Mary and Eowyn. That's what he was called, Envinyatar. And he was also called Estelle, which I said means hope. Um, he was called Strider. Uh, he was also called Wingfoot, actually, which was a name given to him by Aomer upon recounting his tale of the hunting for the orcs that took Merry and Pippin, because he pretty much covered so much ground in so few days. And Aomer was like, whoa, you're fast. <laughs> and then he didn't give yeah. any credit to Legolas or Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like for Gimli, that's really quite the feat. <laughs> yeah, that's the fastest dwarf ever for Gimli. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like I said, he was also called uh, Telkantar, which is a Quenya word for Strider, so he kept that name up. Um, Bilbo called him the Dunedain when he was still in Rivendell, which literally just meant the, uh, the man of the West. Um, and then he was also called Longshanks, which is kind of a more insulting name uh, given to him by Bill Fernie and other people of Breland. Uh, so it was kind of like Strider, but it was just more insulting, yeah. <laughs> Longshanks. So, yeah, that's all. He was called a lot of different names. A lot names. of things. You know, the chieftain of the Dunedain. You know, cool guy. Yeah, but he was, was... Called, he was called a lot of things, but you never know. You know what he was never called? What? Mine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's where we got to end it. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not done. Yeah, we're not done. We got some quiz uh, questions. Yo, some trivia questions. Trivia time. Okay, um... Who do you, who wants to start this time, Grant or Zach? Who wants to go first? Let's uh, do Zach because Grant started time, right? the last two times. Okay, that's true. Okay, y- you already know how it is. Uh, three questions. <laughs> uh, three. The first one. Okay. Zach, I'm gonna win. Okay, so so the way I planned I, it is I that the first that. question will be the first question will be the easiest, and the second one will be mediocre, and the third one will be hard. But as we've seen the last two episodes, it doesn't really work out that way because I have a bad perception of what they know. <laughs> So these are just three questions. Jay told me that there was one that might be too hard for me. So yeah, I have a nervous. I have a solution to that. Oh, okay. But it might not be that hard because it, I just might be thinking it's hard. Okay, Zach's first question: uh, Where did Aragorn f- overtake Gollum? Uh, the marshlands, right? Dead marshes. What's it called, though? Yes, congratulations. Zach gets one point. Woo! Woo! Yes. One point for Zach. Okay, Grant. Um, did you just this write one it you should on be able to get. Card? I just I just <laughs> did, did a dash did just a so I can keep <laughs> I can make sure that yeah I don't know man I've got to make sure. Okay, this one uh, you I didn't know you were gonna mention it, but you mentioned it in your thing. Oh. Uh, uh, what does the name Thorngill mean in Sindarin? Eagle of the Star. Yes, Grant Whoa. gets a tally. <laughs> Yeah, that's one to one. Okay, Zach, this one should be harder. You ready? Let's see. This does relate to the last question, though. For how long was Gollum held captive in Mordor? Oh, th- uh, th- thirty. Is it th- uh thirty-four years? No, or is it I'll give you s- thirty-seven. There you go. We'll give it. Yeah, to you. yeah we'll give it to him. Yeah. Grant, Zach gets two tallies. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay, Grant, here's your second I'm one. I'm getting kind of nervous. This one you should be able to get. Okay. I mean, I think you'll get all of them. Um, okay, <laughs> 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 What was the original name of the sword Arendrule? 
Aaron oh, Andrew What Nar- was the original name? Narsil. Narsil. Okay. Wow, Grant got two of them. Wow, they're all tied yeah, up. For me, guys. Thank you. Okay, um, this is Zach's last question. Ooh. Oh. You ready, Zach? Hardest one, right? Yes, hardest one. What year was Aragorn born? <laughs> no. This no, is like the first. Is this is the first thing Grant said. Yeah. Like one of the first it's... things he said. All right, is it twenty nine, forty one? No, that's really close. Thirty one, thirty one, thirty one, thirty one. What age? What age was it? Not how old what? was he, but what <laughs> age of the world? Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the third age. Yeah, congratulations! Yay! Good job, Boom. Zach. He's gets, he's that was good. Three. Okay, because well, I mentioned twenty nine forty one because that was the year that Bilbo and Thorin went on the yep. quest. So. Yep. That was good. That was and good. And I, okay. I, as you mentioned that, I was like, Jay's going to put that on the quiz. So <laughs> I tried to remember it extra and I got confused. <laughs> but you got it. I'm proud of you, Zach. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, so this one, um, I got, this is my solution to this. So yeah, I came kind of nervous. I came up with this question <laughs> because it was one I found off Zach's thing and I, uh, thought this would be a really hard one for Grant, but I don't want to make it way too hard and make it unfair. So, um, uh, do you want me to just give you the question, or there's this other question that you can do that would be easier? But here's the solution. You can either do the one question and get two points, or do the two questions and get one point, but you have to get both of them right. Or no, other way around. That's a chance. <laughs> the, you get the one hard question, and if you get it right, you get one point. So you tie, Zach. But you can get the two questions, and if you get both of them right, then you get two points. You beat Zach, but you have to get both of them right. If you get one of them right, you don't get any points. What if I do all three? If you do, there's only two questions. Oh, wait. You, can either, <laughs> you know what? I'll just do the one question, just do, and then for fun, you can do yeah. the other one. Okay. Um, so, what was the message that Eladan and Elrond here brought to Elrond and Aragorn, uh, brought from Elrond to Aragorn and Theoden as they came upon them? You want me to do it verbatim? If you can do it verbatim. I can't do it verbatim. Okay. That's what I was going to say. That's why. I'm, okay. If you can get the gist of it. Then uh, there's two sentences. You can get the gist of it. Uh, remember the words of the seer: seek the paths of the dead. Some some. The second part's right. The first part's not. Remember the words of the seer. That's part of it. In well, the book. Well, no. What's I just based oh, what Zach was saying? The two sentences, Zach. Um. Okay, so the second part: seek the paths of the dead. Uh. The way. This is the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you the point for that, but if you can remember the rest of it, that'd be nice. Okay. <laughs> that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> I can't remember. It's something to it do with It has to like, do with time. Mm-hmm. And being quick. I don't know. Time is drawing to a close or something like that. No, it's the days are short. If thou art in haste, remember the paths of the dead. Okay. I'll give him the point, though, because he got the paths of the dead part, and he got the part that Zach didn't even mention. <laughs> okay. You know what I'll do? What's for, the other question, though? For this one, it's one for it's one from you took, and I thought maybe you'd gloss over it, but I'll give you both the question, and then um, we'll, if, oh. this will be like a tiebreaker, which is kind of advantage to Grant, but Grant also got a really hard question, so we'll see. Okay. So how old was Aragorn when he died? Oh, I know oh, this. Yeah. Do you want me I to know say this. it? Like, right now. S- say it at the same time. I'll okay. count to th- just like the clap thing to okay. line up audio. <laughs> okay. Mine's going to appear later, but yes. I swear I will have I'll edit it the so they go thing. at the same time. Yeah. Okay. One, two, 
120. Crap! No! <laughs> I swear it was a one! No! Oh, Grant won! Yes. Grant wins with four oh. points. The most points ever scored in this a trivia. This is a Jay's trivia extravaganza world record. <laughs> four points. We gotta remember this. Four point world record. Zach, he died He died in 120, but he was yeah. 210. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the confusion. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So, congratulations, Grant, on winning this week's that was hard trivia thing. Yeah, yeah. That was I a mean, good Grant trivia. knows a lot, man. It's kind. Of, it's it's hard to find questions Grant doesn't know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Zach's completely frozen. Oh, he's back now. I'm back. <laughs> you you guys said, were frozen for me. It, it was like it was a good trivia, and then you just froze. <laughs> But yeah, congratulations to Zach. Or Grant. Congratulations to Grant. Zach, Thank you. Zach. No, Zach. What? Zach, say congratulations to Grant for beating you. Congratulations to Grant for beating me. Yes. Good. Does that make you feel good, Grant? Thank you, Zach. Yeah. That yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring <laughs> okay, Middle Earth. I, I thought you forgot. Did you re- forget no, the name gonna, of our podcast? No. No, I was going to say the Aragorn, but then I, but then I realized I said this episode of. Thanks for listening to this episode about Aragorn. Um, yeah. We appreciate your listening. Also, there's this cool thing that I found we can do. On Spotify, I only think it's a mobile app, I can put questions up. So I put a question up on every episode of what topics you want us to cover. So if you have any ideas, oh. submit your thing and you will have topic oh. ideas. Do that, please. Yeah, yeah do please. That. Come on, man. Please. Please. If Old you're going to listen, the least you Come can on, do just is... Yeah, at least you could do is give us money and tell us uh, what we should okay, do. Okay, I don't think we're accepting money right now, but we are accepting questions. Hey, I'm just saying, if you show up, if I see you in person, you offer me a five dollar bill, I'll take it. I'm, I'm just. I saying. mean, <laughs> that's just how it I'm is. I'm not gonna that's say no is. to it. Free money, but I don't know. I don't know where Zach's business mindset is. If he's like, we're not accepting money. Come on, get that. <laughs> well, I, I just I don't think we have like <laughs> yeah. a Patreon yet or anything like that. Yeah, we but we got pockets, man. Money. We got pockets. I, gotta, so that's true. Gotta, My pockets are always empty. You got to put on your Sigma male grind set. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, Thanks for listening to this episode about the ultimate Lord of the Rings Sigma male Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's also beta male because he has a soft side. But you know, sometimes that's more sigma to have a soft side. Yeah, it's more, yeah, it's no, more sigma right. to accept your soft side. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next we'll time. S- next and, time. Uh, four. We'll episode be talking 10. about something. Yeah, our episode tenth 10. episode. That's our oh, tenth yeah. episode. That's crazy. Wow, that means it's been twenty weeks because we do every other week. Our ten thousand subscriber special. <laughs> <laughs> that's no hopefully not true <laughs> that'd be crazy if we got the subscribers by that if time. that happened yeah if but if that happens i'll give each one of you guys a hand hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode of exploring middle earth 
Grant, Zach, and I had a great time making it. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you did enjoy the podcast and want to support us, there are two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us a lot because it builds up our reputation. You can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth where we will post updates and behind the scenes pictures. The link to both of those accounts will be in the show notes. Each episode goes up every other Monday, so episode 10 will be up on November 22nd, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.